0: Hi and welcome to episode 179 of the Mighty Whites Podcast. I'm Jack, as always joined by KC. Yeah. Look. Uh that was shit, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: It wasn't fun, was it?
0: No. We'll just get we'll go straight into it because it starts like with the starting lineup. Obviously, we got beat 2 0 at Leicester. Who did they ever did they eventually have a second shot on target?
1: Uh, I'm just going to but, look at that now. I think so. it
0: was one one shot on target, two goals, which is. Five, very, five shots all game, one shot on target. And um, we lost 2 0. That's very Leeds United. Right, starting lineup. Furpo for Strauch. Yeah, Furpo's shite, but it's an injury. Understandable.
1: And there's no other left backs.
0: Yeah. And Bamford for Rodrigo. Fair enough. I get that he maybe doesn't want to play Cooper three times in a week. But bringing Uente in to play left centre-back so you've then changed the entire left side of your defence instead of just one of the two of them just seemed like a really silly thing to do. And everyone was saying it before the game.
1: Yeah, and especially when you see that Liam Cooper comes on and plays half a game. You know, it, it then just makes you think, well, why did do, why don't you just start him and then depending on then bring him off at half time, bring him off after an hour.
0: When we set well, if it, it when we are a bit more settled and stuff, it, it yeah. definitely made more sense. Uh yeah, I just I didn't understand. And I don't even think Uente was awful or anything, to be honest. It was just it was a bit Yuente about things. He dribbled a ball out for a corner for no reason at one point. But he was it was okay. And the one... Obviously, I don't mind him doing this because I, I like Somerville. And I think, looking at the players on that pitch, it was one of the better ones. But it's not saying a great deal. But bringing Somerville in for Harrison seemed like a bit of a desperation call.
1: Again, I understand that players like him, Greenwood, Galhart, Nonto probably do need to be getting more minutes. The the fact you've just come off your best performance of the season and you're reshuffling your attacking line, which which in the second half of that Arsenal game did an excellent job pressing Arsenal and winning the ball high up the pitch. And then again, like why have we thought what we'll best change that then?
0: Yeah, why why is now the time? If you'd have done it two weeks ago well, we had the big gap in games, but if you'd done it a couple like before the Arsenal game. It made more sense. Like I was so sure of what that front four would be, but when I first saw the team news, I didn't even notice that Somerville was in
1: because I, I just assumed Somerville, Somerville's the picture as well with him yeah. on the pitch with his headphones on. Yeah, but I just yeah, thought,
0: but... well, this will be the The front four will be the front four that everyone's expecting, and then when it wasn't, I was really surprised.
1: Yeah, and, and the annoying thing is, like ultimately. Those two coming in were probably the best of their players, best of the players in those positions. Like, I, th- I think Yorente <laughs> certainly had a better game than than Cock did.
0: Yeah, um, I, I think I'd, I'd still probably say Sinisera was better than Somerville, but they were both significantly that. better than Allenson.
1: Yeah, who who for once lasted a full ninety?
0: Yeah. Yeah, the time when he's playing less well. Yeah. Um it was just it was so typical of Leeds this. Like that first goal as and like the the actual own goal itself, it's a nightmarish position for a defender to be in. I do think with because there wasn't loads of pace on the ball, I genuinely think Robin Cock could have done a little bit better with that. But the big mistake is Rocker just dallying on the ball and losing it in a like an abysmal area to lose the ball. And it's so that's if there was one player in the team who you wouldn't think he'd be doing that, it's him.
1: Yeah, I mean you're looking, what, twenty five yards, dead centre a goal. Yeah. Um no very, very frustrating and then I, when I watch it back, I don't know if Melier should probably be coming for that ball because it's not a quick ball across. But whether, <laughs> whether his thinking is he's seen caught't going for it so he stays on his line.
0: Yeah, I, I must admit, I didn't, from when I've seen it, I never thought it was Melier's ball. I always thought that it was lobbing Cox to go for. But the, uh, yeah, it was just such a, you know, and that's us. Leicester at that point not only had not had a shot on target, they hadn't had a shot.
1: No, they'd they, they very much spent 20 minutes of having to stop leads. Like, we weren't...
0: We weren't great, out. but neither were they.
1: We weren't great, but we were in their half for the most part. Mm. Um, they, they, they hadn't laid a glove on us.
0: No. And then we do that... Uh... I think I believe it was Tyson Fury that did it, didn't he, when he tried to whip that uppercut and hit himself in the head. Uh, we basically pulled out one of them. And then you 1-0 down. All of a sudden, the pressure's higher. They can sit a bit... I mean, they are already sat deep, but they can be more comfortable sitting deep and looking to counter. And then you're going to have... You know, one nil down in that situation, there's going to be a second because we're still waiting for the twice-annual Harvey Barnes goal v League United, which happens every time. And this goal was... we It feels like we concede this goal all the time. Now, we don't actually concede this goal all the time, but it feels like it.
1: Can, can, I, can I preface this before you go into the description? So, So we watched it at the pub together and we're watching it on not the best stream, in the other room in the pub, their their stream was working perfectly, and I had a perfect view of it in a mirror. Mm. I saw this goal happen on that TV in the other room before it happened, where we were watching it. And you just heard me go, oh.
0: (laughs) Followed by me going, it's 2-0, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they... And it's their goal you know kick right. at this point. Yeah, like, they just—they just—they just passed out from the back. Nothing complicated. They just went down the right hand side under no pressure. And then, because Furpo's pressing forward and is completely isolated on that side, and also not very good, they just get away. So Yurente has to go across. So Cock has to go across. So Christensen has to go across. And there's Harvey Barnes with fucking 25 yards of space in an 18-yard box. I'm not even sure how that's possible. And yeah, perfectly reasonable finish. But that goal, it was one that it was worse last season for that goal for the back end under marsh, where everyone gets dragged across. Villa did it just seemingly every few minutes when they played us. Mm-hmm. But it was, it's one of them goals that is, although the players aren't doing things perfectly, that is an on the style goal. And if you were getting caught out because you're bombing forward and really going for it, you can understand it. But we're getting caught out just because we are being told to stand in the middle of the pitch. Like, yeah. And I don't see that. The amount of benefit that you get compared to the cost, I just don't think is a good equation.
1: No, and ultimately, you can say at this point, I've you know, been a little bit lazy here and I could have counted, but what are we, 20, 25 games into Jesse Marsh as a, as a Premier League manager?
0: we have He has managed 22 games with one six, drawn six, lost 10.
1: So... Like you say, we have seen that goal happen plenty of times, mm. that there, there is space in behind the fullbacks, people get dragged across. And, as, you know, Jesse got asked, I think, before the Arsenal game, saying that Leeds have plans A through Z. It'd be nice if he tried one of them. Yeah, he's because, tried
0: nothing, and he's all out of ideas.
1: You know, I've I, I wrote earlier, like I, him and Bielsa, like it's the same—the the reluctance to change any, to make any changes to your style of play, in spite of what is happening in front of you. Yeah, like
0: but one he, of them had a mass, had a much bigger upside than the other one.
1: i, I yes, yes, and no. I mean. You know, I, I'm all for a tactical philosophy, but realistically, we should not be losing we should not have been losing 7-0 to Manchester City last yeah. season. That can be mitigated. These goals of 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 our defenders just getting sucked across can be mitigated by, as best I can tell, either they stay wider and a little bit deeper, or Tyler Adams or Mark Rocker when we are out of possession. Drops in as a third centre back to cover that gap, but by the time the ball starts going across our penalty area, Furpo, Rocker, and Adams are nowhere near.
0: Yeah,
1: and I don't know, like, I couldn't tell you where they were because it started from a short goal kick. Yeah, there was no, it's not a a transition, is it? Like, there's no, like, I I don't know where they were. And the the damn thing is that we, when we are going forward and Christensen and Furpo move up. Rocker or Adams do drop in as a, as a third centre-back at times. But then when then when we're out of possession, it just seems to be the situation of just someone gets dragged out of position and then everyone moves across. And there, there doesn't seem to be any resolution to that.
0: No, I just, I, as I say, I'm just, I've never been convinced by the style of play and everything at all basically since he took over but i'm just when i watched it like that game last night we on if the xg was like 1.3 1.4 leads to 0.4 for them or something it was theirs was much lower than ours but did we actually have a good like what you call a good clear cut chance like two sinister but that's not a clear cut chance it's outside the box with a defender
1: Somerville Somerville probably has the best chance when he runs in to on the right hand side of the penalty area and hits it and it's and Danny Ward has to tip it over.
0: Yeah, and he also had the one where he was coming inside from the left and tried to curl it round the defender and curled it wide. Yeah. We had some chances but not like there was we didn't have a chance like that Harvey Barnes chance.
1: No, want, 14 shots two on target. And one, I think the second one of those is the Mateus click effort at the end. That yeah. was a very comfortable save for Danny Ward.
0: Yeah, t- now that fourteen shots and only two of them being on target. That one, I'm, I'm not. That's not on Marsh. That's just poor play. You should hit the target more than that. There's just no way around that. Um, but I just, it's, I say, it's, there's a. There's That's one of the things I've been realising lately. I don't think in this style of play, we can create good chances consistently. Mm. We can. It, sometimes it'll work, like against Arsenal. We created... I mean, there's the penalty, but there's also a couple of one-on-ones. I'd say that we created actual good chances. But in this game, for all that we did have plenty at ball and we did get into some decent positions... Did we ever actually look like we were gonna score? No.
1: And and certainly second half, the, the, the best you could really say is I think we put a couple of good cross like crosses into good areas.
0: Rodrigo put in when he came on, he put in one really good one. Yeah. That someone should have been getting to. But at that point was he the one playing centre forward?
1: Uh, I can't remember if he was centre forward or if he was ten or like yeah. he ended up on the left wing. Yeah. Um yeah. I don't know. Like I wrote today that you know this is this is Rodrigo's third season here now, and I still don't think anyone knows what to do with it.
0: No, because he like, just we, we it just doesn't like,
1: suit say... No, he is technically a, a very good footballer in in the right system. But he's he's played now under two managers whose whose style of play is is to press high and quickly and that's not what he does at all.
0: Now like the I'm just looking at it. So you know one we get to we get to half time we're two nil down. Uh the change that he it brings on Cooper Furcock, which moves into over to the right hand side, which did help a little bit. It wasn't great but it did. And then Alanson dropped into like a deep centre mid because Rodrigo came on. Uh, to play sort of ha- nearly up with Bamford. Um Aronson playing as a deep centre mid, I don't think worked at all.
1: I I would argue that yesterday Aronson didn't work at all.
0: Yeah, fair.
1: Um and again, like
0: uh, God he spent a know, lot of time laying up floor, didn't he, in this game? Yeah.
1: It, 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 <laughs> I think it very much was a glass shattering moment when that guy behind us kept shouting, "You spend far too much time on the floor," and you were just looking, going, "He does though. He does." Spend I haven't, a
0: I haven't particularly noticed it in other games, but he did yesterday.
1: Um, but that—that's another thing. Aronson, very good game against Arsenal. Why are we moving him from from the right to play him down the middle? Like,
0: yeah, it—it it was. I, it's some weird decision making. It just doesn't make any sense. But when I think that, and I've said this on a few podcasts recently, I think that for the majority of the time, there's been exceptions, uh, like Wolves on opening day was one for certain. I think Marsh consistently makes subs that makes the team worse. Or at the very least doesn't improve anything. Um. I say we've we've had it a few times with this. Don't know how to change a game, and I, I but I really do think that that is one of his biggest weaknesses. If what he's doing is working, like if we're one nil up, he probably will do the right thing. If unless he panics and goes to a back five with like half an hour left or something like he has done a couple of times, but when we're one nil down, I have no faith that he's going to get us, that we're going to get back into it. I
1: know. Th- I know the change was the, the last change was forced with with Furpo. It looked like he'd, he'd gone off injured, and today has been featured on a Jet Two flight. So I don't know mm. if he's injured again. I don't know if you've seen that. By the way,
0: I I did see that picture, but I didn't look at what it actually was. <laughs>
1: um, and I just I just looked and just thought, I you know I love Matejs Click and I, and I do think he still has something to offer at this point in his career. But I couldn't help but just look at Sam Greenwood and think he would be so much better in our midfield than Mateus Click for even if it's for the last five minutes.
0: Well, I mean, like, if I you're think... going to bring Rodrigo on and drop Aronson into centre mid, would we probably have been been better off if you're going to take Rocker off after 45 minutes, just bringing Greenwood on in the first place? Yeah. Or bringing Click on then to play in the midfield too. Which I, I I'm not keen on him playing that deep, to be honest. But it, no. made, it made more sense for Allison.
1: And, and it's just really funny that in 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 what turned out to be our our biggest game since we, our most important game since we've been promoted again, he looked at that Brentford away game on the last day of the season, and went, "Yeah, Sam Greenwood, yeah, Joe yeah. Gelhart,
0: get him in." Well, you know, I'm what? guessing that Bamford may, may may have at least been involved if he wouldn't have got COVID. They... Oh, no, I know that, but you know, th-
1: there were alternatives, and there were probably more senior players than he could have put in than one of those two.
0: Yeah. But it was the Greenwood this... one that none of us saw coming. But this season, like neither one of them's getting any significant game time. No. Um, so yeah, there was there's very little actual game stuff to talk about because other than there was a couple of yellers he should have given that he didn't, like the ref was fine. There was nothing like that. We didn't get screwed out of anything. We just weren't good enough and we got beat. Uh, The the story is more Marsh himself. Because it sort of happened a little bit when we got battered by Villa. It happened a bit for the Brighton game before Brentford. But last night, the crowd fully turned on him. And... Uh, you know, seeing, uh "What the fuck is going on?" when uh, when he was taking Sinistera off, which you know, I I think is a fair enough comment because he was probably his most dangerous
1: outlet. I mean, I mean, just on pure ability, I think he probably is our best player.
0: Yeah, and if you're losing, taking it, him
1: off, it would have been like subbing Rafinha last season yeah. in a game when when you're still in a position where you could have got back into it. Well, you're just looking at. Like, he might not be playing well, but he's the one that if, if anyone's going to produce that one moment that's going to open up a chance, it's him.
0: Yeah. And when he went off, it's not like we were 2-0 down and there was four minutes left. There was still, with stoppage time, 20 minutes left. You know, there was still time for something to happen. But yeah, there was that. And then as soon as it finished, Jesse Marsh is a manager who will go out onto the pitch and fist bump and <laughs> celebrate a 4 nil defeat because the crowd's been there. And then this, he just turned, walked straight down the tunnel, didn't even look at the away fans, just fucked off. Now, he has apologised for that afterwards, saying, "No, oh, I was just thinking about Sunday. But I think he knew that having to face up to that wasn't going to be fun, and I don't think he wanted to do it. Which, in and of itself, isn't even that big an issue. It's just that. If you're a major part of him as a manager is being a good talker and sort of fronting up and giving that illusion of confidence almost, even if you don't have it. So it was sort of the mask slipping a little bit. Uh the actual quotes weren't too bad, but it it was very look, the crowd can think what they want to think. Mm. It wasn't exactly a staunch defence of himself or anything like that. Um we've gone through before that like you know there's six wins you know in the Premier League for Jesse Marsh when you think back to them Gellart last minute winner of E Norwich so there's a bit of luck there but we were the better side and we did deserve to win 3-2 win against Wolves we were 2-0 down and being thoroughly outplayed before there's a red card 3 nil win at Watford good win versus a poor side but if you think back to that game we didn't actually play very well and it was a They could have easily got some. 2-1 win at Brentford on the last day to stay up. Massive result. Games like that aren't about performance. It's just getting the results, so fair enough. But it was a last-minute winner against 10 men. With a penalty. And there was a penalty in there as well. Good win the Wolves on opening day. Went 1-0 down. He actually made the right subs. Uh, He sort of got us that game. That one needs a massive tick column. 3-0 win by Chelsea. Excellent performance. Thoroughly deserved it. Brilliant. And yeah, there's some games where he's been unlucky. Like his first game where we got beat at Leicester, played really well and were unlucky. But when I look at these last seven, Brighton away, Everton at home, Brentford away, Villa at home, Palace away, Arsenal at home, Leicester away. There's only one of those games that you go into thinking it's a write-off, and that's Arsenal. Which is the best performance we produced. We've got two a, points. A, from- and, a,
1: and it's an unfortunate, like the, the 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 part of where I do feel bad for him is that that you can count a number of games this season where he has been let down by a moment that you just can't account for. Yeah. Like Rodrigo's pass, like what Mark Rocker did last night.
0: Um, yeah, oh, they're, they're, Diego Llorente's
1: performance against Brentford. Yeah, there,
0: um, there absolutely is a bit of that. And, uh, you know, uh, I think it's in his time, but Footy Analytics that were messaging us on Twitter earlier were saying we are running really cold. And we are, like, because there is something to, we are way behind what our, we have scored fewer goals than our XG is, and we've conceded more than our XG against us by a mm-hmm. decent amount. So th- there is variance and stuff. And it, it, because I'm, I have so I have lost my patience with him, I have. So, I'm, so I am sort of need to be kept on the fairness scale a little bit so I don't just go off on one. But when I look at them last seven games, two points from that is fucking abysmal. Like, there's no way around it. Two points from that is a bad run. There was only really the Arsenal game that I could say we were really unlucky there. We maybe could have got more in a couple of them. I couldn't say that we're really unlucky except Arsenal. And the thing is, our start to this, I said this before the first game of the season. We have a really kind, nice start to the season this season, and we have to take advantage of it. I mean, we have played basically a, lo- a load of teams that aren't that great. And we have nine points from 10 games and we're 16th.
1: Yeah. A, like when you
0: look at the forest game got called off at the bottom. But 19th, Leicester played them, 18th Wolf played them, 17th, Villa played them, 15th, Everton played them, 14th, Southampton played them. Like we've played all the bottom six and we we've got results against a few of them. But I just don't think we've got enough because we're gonna have the t- we're gonna have a couple of tough runs later in the season where you're not expecting to get out, and we needed a buffer. Going into those games, and we just don't have one. And I am genuinely—I think we're in serious fucking trouble, to be honest. Yeah, that. i
1: i am not as 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 down on him as you are. As, as no, but me. I think I think Is that's it, been
0: uh, true since the day he was appointed. If we, if I'm being honest, Mike. <laughs>
1: I, again, I've always said I, I liked, one very much as a person. I like Jesse Marsh. Um. But the, I, I go back to what I said about him and Bielsa, that with Bielsa, he had a lot of credit in the bank to back up this idea of, no, this is how I play, this is how yeah. we will play. Jesse Marsh does not have to have that. As good as it was that he kept us up. So ultimately, that was the right decision to hire him. Yeah, and what? I'm just
0: going to say this because when I use that sentence, people say it to me all the time. There's a lot of people who say, he didn't keep us up. We stayed up. But th- there's a lot of people don't think that he had much to do with it, <laughs> which I think is harsh, to be honest. But I, d- I mean, when you just looked <laughs> at the number of goals we
1: were conceding under Bielsa, yeah. it was... Ed, but Ed, that's a, a, another conversation for about six months ago, I imagine. Yeah. But... <sighs> the... the if you are seeing something happen repeatedly then you need to make a change if, if you look at our xg stats it, it it almost needs a george graham approach to just let's defend pragmatically all right because if we defend something like we we should be we will probably be fine we'll be a shit version of brighton like we probably won't score that many if we defend better, we will probably pick up an extra point or so every three games by just not defending stupidly.
0: Yeah. That That's one of the things where I do want to say that as much as I'm annoyed at Marsh, I am just as if not more annoyed. Well, no, I'm more annoyed at, the, at those above him. Like, it is... Fucking negligent to for that we have one left back between the first team and the under 21s, and that left back is Junior Furpo. Who's in the 18s? Well, no, I mean, <laughs> I, do you know why I didn't say eighteens? Because I'm not sure if there's a left back in the eighteens or not, to be honest. But I'm guessing but it, there isn't, because he'd have probably played in the 21s. Like,
1: you know, so far this season when you're looking at um you know Keenan Carroll's played as a fullback for us. Is it Spencer Morton's played? Uh,
0: Morton's he's, been Spencer, playing, uh, he's been playing centre-back. Has Which, again, Spencer. is a bit mad. Yeah, um, um, Charlie Allen has played left-back. Alfie McCallmon has played left-back.
1: Charlie it's... Allen's very much an attacker.
0: Yeah, he's like, just... He's just not a left-back at all. Yeah. Um, and we are, on top of that, Bamford, I said, play him every week, because if we can get him going, that would be... I honestly think if we could get him going, that will be enough to make us okay. Yeah. But the fact that we didn't sign another player of that type, when everyone could see that you need another player like him, when he's been injured for 16 months. You know, and you look at the players we brought in and...
1: Like... On paper, Nanto is a good signing. He's mm-hmm. a young attacking player who's already a full international for Italy. Yeah, he is not the player we needed.
0: No, for, a t- for a he team might be that, in
1: two years, for a team that is trying to play narrow like we are, we're hell bent on signing wingers and white yeah. players that can play wide. God knows why we've got those players. Like he. As an investment, he will be a great investment, I imagine. But Christ, could we not have signed? Can we not have? At this point, I would settle for Che Adams. I would settle for,
0: like,
1: I don't know. There's a there's a list of players that are, you know.
0: Um, that's ultimately, by the way, that's ultimately why I come down on the side that I do, because I look at this squad and I think if we had a coach that was playing in a different way and playing with width, I think that this squad would produce better performances. I'm not saying it'd be great. I don't think we'd suddenly be eighth or something. But with the squad we've got, I think we would be better if we played wide. And as long as we're not, I don't think it's going to... We're not going to create enough chances, I don't think. And that's what I think ultimately is going to do for Marsh. And it isn't real. that bit isn't really his fault. Because he kn- he said how he was going to play. And he thought, I just kept buying players that, I mean, we bought some players that suit, obviously, Aronson suits, Adams, absolutely. But it just, I just don't think it's going to work. No, And God, that game on Sunday. If that, if we don't perform in that game, I think it could get ugly.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the, this is what I was saying before about, you, you know, we spoke last time about whether Leicester was a must-win game. Um, and my concern was if you don't, won that or, uh, don't win that, that it, Ellen Road becomes a very anxious place. Yeah. I think based off that performance and that result last night, I think it becomes an angry place.
0: Yeah, you'd better yeah. start well. Like, first 10 minutes, you better be good. Well, I mean, because I said that Leicester was must-not-lose, didn't I? And we did. Yeah. Basically, there's two questions out of this. First one isn't personal. If we don't beat Fulham, does Jesse Marsh get sacked?
1: I don't think so. Uh,
0: for what it's worth, I think if we lose to Fulham, he definitely does. If we draw, it probably makes the World Cup. Right, I... and then we'll see what happens.
1: I think I, I come down on it being, I, I, I think he makes it to the World Cup anyway. Right. Whether, so, whether, yeah, he's here, whether he's here after the World Cup or not, I don't know. But
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, as I say, I think if we lose, he'll get sacked immediately. But if we draw, if we draw, he'll probably hang on. It's like if after that, what have we got? We've, then it's Liverpool away, which is a freebie we're going to get. And then, I suppose, then it's Bournemouth at home. But by then, you're already so close to the World Cup that they'd probably wait anyway. Uh, The other one is the personal one of if we're shite against Fulham, not even so much whether we win or lose, if we, like, just don't turn in a performance and we're crap, would you get rid
1: I'd have to seriously think about it, yeah. because you you look at you look at how poor Leicester have been this season,
0: and, the, and how poor the world last night. I don't think they were good no, at all.
1: Like ultimately, we like they would. I don't think this department, outside of taking the chances they were presented, well, chance they were presented, mm. outside of that, like I don't think there's anything they did better than us. Like well, they just,
0: I mean, li- Ilan Mellier literally didn't have a save to make. Yeah, the one shot on target goes There They goes had one in. shot on target that was a great chance, and Mellier nearly got it. Other than that... No, I, I, I wouldn't
1: even say... I don't think they particularly troubled our defenders all that much. The, the, you know, well, I'll say that. They got him behind a couple of times. Yeah. Um, I think
0: that the, the thing with the second half was though that I don't think that they particularly tried to either. In no. the second half, it felt like they were just keeping us at arm's length. And, and to be honest, that... you know, I'd say we sort of kept ourselves at arm's length. Because yeah.
1: we we didn't we didn't hold on to the ball that well. Uh, you know, when when there was a little bit of link up play was when you saw like Somerville get a bit of space or Rodrigo out wide or Christensen moving forward but th- there's there's nothing like I don't think defensively or offensively I don't think there's anything I can look at last night and say Leicester did it well yeah because, just but we for the part, they didn't have to
0: no well I saw several different people use a variation on the phrase I've never seen a team have to do so little to beat us yeah and I think that was true um, I don't think this will... I don't necessarily think that this will happen, but I do think it's worth mentioning. It is very well documented that Victor Orta likes Steven Gerrard. Now that he is available, because he's been sacked by Villa for being crap, I would not rule out Gerrard ending up with the lead job.
1: I would not be okay with that.
0: I, I'm not saying it's a good thing at all. I think it would be a mistake, but I wouldn't rule it out at all. I mean, just um, as a, there are people that are, that I would have on my list, but we won't talk about that because that would be unfair because Marsh is still here. And you know, I want him to. I want to make it clear. I do want him to turn this around. Nothing would make me happier than us to beat Fulham three 0 on Sunday, and then. We well, get a bit of confidence in the system, and suddenly we've and we finish 14th this season, and we've played some nice stuff. There's no, who'd make me happier. I just don't think it's going to happen.
1: No, I, I, I'm just looking at the the Villa squad from from last night.
0: It's not a bad team. Like... Uh, you know that's that's that. Uh, there's been loads of people getting very mad at some of the sports writers who've been going, yeah, but look at how little he's had to work with, and everyone going, no, Villa have got a really good squad and they've spent quite a lot of money.
1: Like their their, their biggest issue from from what I can see is centre back. That well, no, because <laughs> they've got the best centre back in the world. Yeah, true.
0: But like there is someone playing bit alongside where, him, I suppose. Yeah, there is a little bit of unlucky. Like you spend thirty million on Diego Carlos, and he gets immediately injured and out for the season. That is unfortunate.
1: Yeah, like I know they're missing, they're missing the fullbacks at the moment. Um, the, the fact I'm looking at that team, especially playing Fulham, and they've got both Buendia and Coutinho on the bench because they're yeah. trying to persevere with. Ollie Watkins and Danny Ings in the same team, which they don't seem to be able to make work. No, um, you know, like Coutinho will be on a shed load of money as well. Onto, you know, I know he'll go down as a. I can't remember how much they actually signed him for in the
0: end. Oh, not not a great deal in terms but, of the player they're getting, but, but his, his wages, wages will
1: be. Announced. I dare say he's their top earner. Yeah. Um,
0: but so. Yeah, so- so, Stephen Gerrard sacked after a 3-0 defeat at, at Fulham. So, on Sunday, Leeds play Fulham. Fulham and, Fulham and ninth. Uh, the side, like, again, on paper, Leeds' side is better than Mess. But it's so far from being that simple. Like, obviously, uh, American Jay Leno in goal is a... You know he's a he's a decent he's a decent keeper. They've had a very interesting back four recently, because this is where I think you can get them, because they've been playing Issa Diop and Tim Ream at centre back, and I've been on the record for years that I don't rate Tim Ream at all. I'm amazed he's still in the Premier League. Mm. Uh, Anthony Robinson at left back is a good left back, and the last three games they've played Bobby Reed at right back, who was a striker two and a half years ago. Um, who scored a load of goals? <laughs> what the championship it's, top scorer one it, year? It's Charlie Allen. Yeah. That's Charlie Allen's career path. Yeah. So you would think Sinistera slash Harrison running at Bobby Reed. That's an opening. Uh, Harrison Reed and Joao Poligno look like a very good midfield too. That Poligno looks like a hell of a player. They're assigned. Probably Niskin's Cabano and William. Out wide because for play Dan James, so they're low on options. He, he was also on the bench, yeah, he was on bench it. for that one anyway, but he won't be involved at all for this one, obviously. Andreas Pereira at 10, bit inconsistent, but very talented. And Mitrovic, who appears to be championship Mitrovic in the Premier League.
1: Yeah, uh, uh I have. Terrible dreams of Mitrovic suckering Liam Cooper into dragging him down in the penalty area here.
0: Oh, that's not a bad shout, actually. A penalty from a cross. Yeah, and he just yeah, I could see that. Um, he's got previous. Um, this, I mean, uh, Leeds have to win this game. There's no way around it. They just have to win.
1: Yeah, uh, the, the, it the sounds worst, like the, by the way. Is. The worst part is, if we'd have won last night, we'd be thirteenth. Yeah, and you, you think, you know what? Fine. I know it's, it's, you know, I know you're still only a few points away from the relegation zone, but you're putting teams in between you.
0: Yeah, well, it's there, there's been a few of them. Like I still think throwing away that 2 0 lead at Southampton is one that could haunt us the entire season. It was a really silly thing to do. It does sound like Strauch's fit, fit for this, which is massive, mm. because yeah, he might not be a left back, but he's our best left back by a mile. Um, I did see someone saying that I, that if Strauch gets injured again, just play Christensen at right back and Ailing at left back. And I know it's not his, but I, I was just like, with I, the I option, think
1: that, I think that might hurt. do it the other way. Yeah, either way, just yeah, stick.
0: Uh, I mean, God, if it's if it's Furpo again, you want to play some of the fine play Harrison at left back. Just don't play Furpo again. Like <laughs> I'm done. Uh so Strauch will be back in for Furpo. You would think Cooper will start ahead of UNT. Do you think that it will just be the team that everyone expects? Melier, Christensen, Cock, Cooper, Strauch, Adams Rocker, Sinistera, Harrison, Bamford.
1: It, it probably should be in spite of the fact that I think that would be a little bit harsh on
0: Somerville but yeah yeah, that, that's what it should be do you, but do you think he might do because he's shown a bit of a tendency to throw one in this last couple of games do you think there's anything he might do like that? Like, do you think suddenly we've been making silly mistakes and suddenly it clicks in there? uh
1: no, because I think I feel like he he has a lot of trust in in the players that were brought in that he probably didn't have in a number of players last season, which is why I think like Green, uh, sorry Greenwood, coming in out of nowhere on the last day of the season happens where I don't see Rocker Adams, Aronson. I know Rocker's not one of his players, but um, you know, not one of the ones from the Red Bull stable, anyway. Yeah,
0: Not one of like, his boys from before.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but um, no, I, th- I think there's a, a level of trust in them to to do the job that he wants them to do, or as close to. Um, as is probably the case at this point. <sighs> Unless you get like a wild hart starting out, I know <laughs> just...
0: That I was actually that was the thing that I was thinking while you were while you we were talking, I was thinking who might you throw in? And I was thinking if it's someone, it's probably Gelhart. Yeah. And then if that does happen, it's probably for Aronson.
1: It could be for Aronson, it could be. He could have the same thought that we think he might have had about Cooper where he just thinks, oh, I don't know how much I want Bamford to play, you know, the amount of games I want Bamford to get in the three straight games in a week, so Yeah, maybe. But then again, does Rodrigo go up front and
0: I don't know. No. Um I'll tell you what, mate, you don't sound confident. Uh I am not confident. Uh I'm we we have we have to win this. We just have to. But I've got us down, I've got this game down as one all.
1: Uh you know what? i I'm gonna stay I'm gonna stay optimistic. And I'm gonna say we win two one. I wanna go back to, to classic Jesse 94th minute winner.
0: Yeah. So you're going two one win and one 0 I've also gone very simple for my bet. Draw eleven to four.
1: Uh I always forget to actually look at these. I was just checking to see if um if there was a, a market on to get, concede a penalty.
0: uh, They will be. They normally use for that. Uh, it, it'll probably not be a specific team, but it'll probably just say there to be a penalty or Fulham to take a penalty.
1: Yeah, I, I was kind of more, and this isn't a, a dick at Liam Cooper, to um, be honest, yeah. for his performances. But...
0: For what it's worth, Fulham to take a penalty is 4-1. to one. I'll go with that, you know. I'll have that. Oh, so Fulham pen four to one. Um, yeah, I can just, I just, I really hope that you're right and we win this game because you don't win this game, and there's some trouble. There's a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Um. The difference, I'd say, the difference between this time and all the others is just the mood of the fan base with it. Other times when I've not been pleased with what Marsh is doing, there's been a lot more pushback than there was this time. And I'm sort of hoping to get a lot more than I did. Because I was like, no, because like I was harsher on him yesterday than I was today, because yesterday I'd had a few beers. So Mm. you're a bit less filtered and you just say stuff without, without, if you've got a sentence that in your head has a caveat, you don't put the caveat in the tweet. When you yeah. when you've had a beer. But the uh I, I, I just don't see how it's gonna work, unfortunately. But pl- prove me wrong, Jesse, please. I'm dying for you to prove me wrong.
1: All right, Chris Penoir.
0: Yeah, I was waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> and, um is there all else that we need to do before getting away?
1: Pray. I don't know.
0: Well, yeah, that would be very in keeping with our uh, new Americanness, wouldn't it? Yeah,
1: we'll go around know. the podcast and say what we're thankful for. I'm thankful there was a final whistle last night.
0: Yeah, <laughs> thankful for being able to watch that in the pub because if I'd have just sat in the living room, I'd have been even angrier, probably. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, uh, that will do us for episode hundred and seventy nine. Uh, we'll be back one of the days probably early next week but we'll we'll see what works out. By the way, did, did you give this a Simpsons title? No, I was too sad. <laughs> I I I did in the middle do uh get say that Jesse Bash has tried nothing and he's all out of ideas.
1: Yeah.
0: So there was a, one in there but no I was I, I, I just didn't I didn't want to. Ah, <laughs> uh, I can't wait for us to beat Liverpool. One, yeah, that would be so Leeds United. Two, not this year, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, I've been Jack. See you.
1: I've been Casey. Have a good one.
0: In a bit.